this week's episode falls in a strange place time-wise where half the week is uh, July and the other half is August. So what do we do on Signs of the Times Radio this week? Do we talk about July or do we talk about August? Well, we're forward-looking. Let's go August. This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on Signs of the Times Radio. It's uh, great to have all our listeners with us, uh, whether you're listening on Faith FM, whether you're listening via podcast. It's awesome to have you here. We're doing something a little bit different this week. Uh, Usually what we do is uh, take a particular article out of the current Signs of the Times magazine and uh, interview someone who has some specialist knowledge about that topic, whether it's the person who wrote the magazine or, or someone else. But this week, we're not actually doing that. Who I have in this studio with me today is my brand new offsider slash sidekick slash he's Daniel Kuberic. How are you, Daniel? Morning. How are you? Fresh from the factory. Yep. Fresh. (laughs) Brand new shiny, brand new shiny (laughs) co-worker. That's right. Um, So yeah, Daniel, congratulations. You've you've got the job of assistant editor with Signs of the Times, which is a great place to work because it means you're working with me. Well, Well, you know, I've sort of, I've sort of gotten that gist in the past couple of weeks (laughs) from, 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 uh, from Kent um, juggling stress balls in the office to to his random dad jokes, it's been good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah, look, I just thought that audience might want to meet you just to, you know, hear one of the voices and meet one of the people who who is behind Signs of the Times magazine. And you've also been editing the podcast the last couple of weeks, which is great. So thanks for that. T- tell us a little bit about yourself, Daniel. Yeah, so I'm originally from Adelaide, uh, which is, by the way, a really cool place. And shout out to everyone from Adelaide because <laughs> it's just like the best city in the world. Radelaide, they call it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've been living there for 22 years. My parents are Polish. So what exact exactly what happened is uh, my dad was a pastor in Poland, um, mm-hmm. like a, as in a religious minister. Mm-hmm. And um, he got the job here to work with the, the ethnic Polish community mm-hmm. in Adelaide. So I wasn't even, I wasn't born at that stage, but my mom was pregnant. So only a few months after they arrived, I was born and we ended up living there for, um, you know, 22 years. My, my family's all over there still. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in that time I, I got a passion for, for media. I was really into filmmaking. I, during high school, I was like really set on becoming a film director. Mm-hmm. And when we got our high school scores, I was like, I don't know if I still want to do this, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I should challenge myself in a different area. That end, that area ended up being journalism. So I yeah. went to uni and did the degree, but um, you know opportunities were sort of far, few and far between in Adelaide. I heard about an opportunity at uh, Adventist Media mm-hmm. to work with the magazine. Kent came down and had a talk to me and explained that there are big changes afoot. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool because there was going to be a major shakeup in how things are done. Kent explained to me how I could pot- potentially become a part of that. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Well, that, that is exactly right. Yeah, we are sort of on the threshold of, of things, yeah, changing for sure. And it's, yeah, it's cool that you're you're on board to be a part of it. So, yeah, look, it's it's great to have you on, on the team, Daniel. And, um, yeah, welcome. Thanks. <laughs> uh, 
And I've got to say, Daniel, you do have a, a good voice for, for radio. I'm, I'm feeling a, a little bit threatened here and thinking that maybe sometime in the future you may take over this podcast because you have the golden tonsils, my friend. Ooh, I'm not going to start an insurrection. That's what worries you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure you do a great job. Um, now, look, you, you did mention that um, things are changing for Signs of the Times, and you're absolutely right. Um, let's just talk a, a little bit about some of the changes that have been happening already, and as well as some of the changes that are coming up. Um, first of all, social media. Like Part of the reason why we brought you in, Daniel, was to revive our somewhat, um, I, I won't say defunct social media presence, but it's certainly um, been fairly minimal for, for a while. So tell us about the like, social media for Signs of the Times, like how people can talk to us that way and, and what's been happening in that space. Mm. Previously, that most of the stuff that was posted on there was articles that were already online. Mm-hmm. And um, that's great. And that's um, definitely sharing mag- magazine articles that are in the magazine. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, we, we want to drive people back mm. to those articles to engage with that content for sure. Because that's that's where the sort of the, the meat is as far as the, the core of the magazine. Mm. We've changed our direction in, in sort of directing people to those articles and that content as far as visuals go. Because as we all know, Facebook is a very visual medium. Mm. People jump online and they see videos and photos. So yes, there is a market for reading articles, but as well, you want to direct them to that. So we've been very keen on uploading graphics and um, mm. various uh, different things. Yeah, l- little quotes, and, like inspirational quotes or thought-provoking quotes mm. and, yeah, and, and other links. And also, I, I know you're quite keen about the news and what's happening around the world and sort of finding little snippets there that, you know, will make people think or just inform them about, you know, maybe something that they, you know, hadn't noticed in the, in the news cycle that week. Yeah, so what we're trying to do is every single Friday around midday, we're uploading this a segment called News Flash, which includes mm. just a little visual representation of the four biggest stories mm. from the week. Yeah, it's great to see people engage with those. Mm. Mm. As well as, yeah, like you mentioned, there's quotes from from articles that we, we potentially highlight and find the most interesting. Mm. Mm. And uh, we're keen to share that to our to our audiences as well and, and Bible verses as well. Yeah, okay. Well, no, look, that, that's cool. So if people do want to connect with Signs of the Times via social media, what, what are the best um, channels and, and how do they go about like finding us? So on Facebook, uh, if you look up Signs of the Times magazine, that'll mm-hmm. be the, the one that pops up. And um, that's the page where we, we do the bulk of our posting to. Mm-hmm. We're also on Twitter, which seems to be more, more your gig Ken? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one, uh, that handle is, I think, Signs at, Mag. Yeah, at Signs Mag. Yeah, that's right. At Signs Mag. So, mm. if you look that one up, that's also a valuable source. And um, anyone who who wants to do some additional following will probably find yourself on there somewhere. Well, that's well. right. Yeah, I'm 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 there as well. If you look up uh, Kent Kingston on on Twitter, you'll probably find me, or, or Facebook for that matter. I think I, I've just changed my Twitter handle on on Twitter to. What was it? Kent underscore Science Mag. So yeah. just, just to make that connection with the Science Magazine a, a little clearer. So yeah, look, we we would love you to uh, to follow us, to to like us, to share those uh, links, share those articles, um, get that content out there. We we want to get people thinking. Uh, we we want to you know get people thinking particularly about their their spiritual life, um, about about God, um, and and to learn more about the Bible. So I guess a, a lot of our content is sort of aiming in that direction and um, and certainly you know aiming towards like well-being and health and getting on better with your family and all, all that sort of stuff okay so uh, all right 
what else is new? Oh, the podcast. So the podcast, um, which you're listening to right now, you may be listening via podcast, you may be listening via radio on Faith FM. That's fine. We don't mind either. But if you are a podcast fan, just recently, we've um, added this podcast to the TuneIn Radio app. So yeah, there you go. So we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, and now TuneIn. So that's three different ways you can you can get the podcast. So that's cool. I've tried Spotify, I've tried Stitcher and Podbean. There's a few other options that we, we're still going to explore to try to get the podcast out there more, but that's where it's up to. And now another new thing we did recently, uh, it was just a couple of weeks back, was a, a video shoot. Um, tell us a bit about that, Daniel. There is big changes aloft with the magazine, and that mm. is going to be hitting in September. Yes, or, the or September l- issue of Signs of the Times is going to be a big change, yeah. Yeah, so... Actually, maybe maybe if you could tell us a All bit right, about okay. that. Okay. Well, look, I think the first thing that you'll notice when you see the September Signs of the Times is that it looks really different. Mm. Uh, we've still stuck with the A5 size, so that smaller format magazine. A lot of people say they really like that. They find it convenient. They can, you know, put it in their purse, put it in their glove box of their car, um, just, you know, put it in their back pocket so, sort of thing. It's a small, easily portable easily shareable uh, sort of size. So, so we're sticking with that. But the, the logo is different. It's, I can't describe it on the radio. It's just different. It's new. It's it's fresher. And the whole magazine ha- has also been designed to have a, a more of a fresh contemporary feel, more more white space. Um, so it certainly looks different. And then we've introduced a few new columns as well. We're going a little bit more in a, a news and current events sort of direction, which is cool because, I mean, the magazine's called Signs of the Times. So we shouldn't we be looking, you know, at what is happening in the world around us and trying to make sense of that in a magazine called Signs of the Times. I mean, look, call me Captain Obvious, but, you know, I, I think so. So, yeah, there's, yeah, look, it's coming out in September. Um, actually, I think we, we're going to get out a bit early. We're going to get it out um, by late August because we, we want to launch it in a few different places. Um, uh, so it's, it's going to be out a little bit early. Um, but yeah, it's, it's new, it's fresh, um, which, which is cool. Look, pro- probably the best thing that you can do if you, if you want to check out uh, what the new look of the magazine is like, um, it'll give you some really strong hints. If you go to um, the, the new website that we're actually developing, mm. um, the website will eventually be at the, you know, the proper website, signsofthetimes.org.au. But right now it's sort of sitting at another URL while we build it. But because you're listening to this podcast, dear listener, and because you're our special friends, don't tell anyone, but I will give you the URL so you can check out the under construction new signs website. It's signs.adventistchurch.com. Uh, because, you know, the Adventist Church is, is the publisher of Science of the Times magazine. So, um, yeah, it's currently on a bit of a, a holding page there. So, yeah, so write that down or, or memorize it, signs.adventistchurch.com. And, yeah, go and check that out and you'll you'll get, a I think, a lot of big hints on, on what the new magazine will look like just by looking at, at the design of the website. So, yeah, that that's coming soon. Just in a couple of weeks, we'll be launching that website um, to the, you know, the proper URL. But in the meantime, you, you can check that out if you like. Can I just jump in here and uh, you mentioned away. how um, Sons of the Times is going to be a lot more news focused. Mm. Now, th- there is a reason behind that because mm. behind the name, especially Sons of the Times, because it used to, the, the magazine used to be called Bible Echo. Now, yeah. why, why was that well, changed uh, uh, well, again? Well, okay. Uh, originally, it was called, like when, when Sons was first published in 1886, which is like even before you were born, Daniel. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I know. A long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Even before I was born. Um, it was originally called 
Bible Echo and Signs of the Times. Um, because that's the way they did things in the 1800s. They had nice, um, full explanatory titles for things that, <laughs> that were a little bit clunky. Um, so that then got changed to, uh, after a little while, they dropped the Signs of the Times bit off there and they just called it Bible Echo for quite a while. But then in the early 1900s, about 1904, I think, um, some new regulations came in in Australia about um, what uh, was classified as a newspaper. And they basically said that there has to be, a, I think it was 50% proportion of the content of something that is registered as a newspaper in Australia has to be actual news. And because basically you got postal discounts if it was an actual newspaper. And so the uh, publishers of Bible Echo at the time thought, "Mm, okay, we actually have quite a lot of um, religious content in here. Maybe in order to capture this discount, um, we need to rethink. So at that point, they switched the name of the newspaper to um, Signs of the Times, which had been part of the original title, of course. Um, So they continued under that new masthead with more news content in there to... um, to keep up with that that sort of news quotient that they needed to to get that discount for postage. So, yeah, from that point about 1904 um, up until today, it has continued. The magazine has continuously been called Signs of the Times. So, yeah, there's a little bit of history about about how that changed. I yeah did some research on that recently and found it quite quite interesting. Yeah, it's quite fascinating, isn't mm. it? So, all right. So, speaking of the magazine, which was once a newspaper <laughs> and, and, and is now a magazine, um, since um, our promise to our, our listeners and, you know, our intro and outro pre-recorded that we play um, for for each episode is that um, it's supposed to be based on an article that appears in this month's Signs of the Times. Obviously, we haven't done that yet um, and we're even not going to quite do it. But what I'd like to do, just looking forward to the, the August Signs of the Times that's coming up. Well, if, if, if you're hearing this on Monday, it's, um, it's still July, but if you're hearing this towards the end of the week, then it's August. So there you go. It's, it's this month for you, for you guys. But what I was thinking, Daniel, it might be fun, is what about if we took a look through the August edition of Signs of the Times and we came up with our top three highlights from that particular issue of the magazine. And the cool thing about this, um, listeners, is that Daniel and I have not told each other what those highlights are. So I have no idea what Daniel's highlights are going to be. He has no idea what mine are going to be. He's um, currently hiding his notes, so I, I can't even sneak a peek. I saw your saw your eye straying. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how about we do um, like one highlight from you, one highlight from me, one from you. We'll alternate. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Um, do, do you want to rank them or is it just three highlights of, of random, in random order? That, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, let's do it because um, you've got an article in, in the August edition and uh, if I tried to rank that, I, I feel like <laughs> I could potentially be walking the line here. Oh, okay. Unless you ranked it first, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's some job security it's, in that. It, it sounds like you're possibly thinking of not ranking it first, which does kind of worry me, Daniel, I've got to say. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. <laughs> okay. All right. So so in, in no particular ranking order then, um, what's your the first highlight from the August edition of Science of the Times? Okay. So um, James Standish has an article in the August edition called Worth Dying For. It's a very interesting article, by the way. It was about um, persecution and to what extent uh, what it's like to be to be persecuted for your faith and what motivates people who are, you know, can potentially come upon hardship and then face, you know, physical or mental mm-hmm. persecution. So I think he, he, interest, he included some quotes which included that there are 
there used to be 1.5 million Christians in Iraq, but there are now there are only 300,000. Wow. And that is as a result of conflict. Mm. Um, so that, so that these people haven't been, I mean, some have been killed, obviously, but a, a lot of them have basically just left the country, just fled mm. because of the extremism that's there, because of the violence, because of the war. And yeah, wow. So what's that? 1.5 million. There Christians. used to be 1.5 million. Now there are 300,000. 300,000. Wow. I, um, that's, yeah, it's a big drop. But I think the, the quote that James includes that sort of sums things up is mm. Christians can expect to be treated like Christ. And I think that's... What, what, what did he mean by that? In that Christ himself was, was hounded and persecuted for, for what he believed in and his, his teachings and, and stuff. And crucified, I guess. And crucified. So mm. I think the, the takeaway from that is that to portray the Christian life as, you know, easy and rosy and mm. that you've, 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 you're you've you essentially got like some sort of superpower is, is incorrect. It was, the way I think about it is this. Once, one time I was, I was talking to someone about their faith and, and, and they had obviously left the church and then, and then eventually come back. Mm. And he said, from the, from the other side of things that portraying leaving the church is, you know, this sort of turning point when your life turns horrible is not always correct but mm. he's like but when i came back to the church i definitely found myself more challenged and in, oh, a, wow. in a good way as in mm. potentially life could be you know more easy going but there is greater fulfillment i think okay so so you're saying um, becoming a christian is not a ticket to easy street mm. it's it's actually a a ticket to be, you know, confronted in some ways, to be challenged about the direction of your life and and your choices and your priorities, and um, it re- it requires discipline. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I guess it also uh, makes us really aware that um, look, I'm actually inadequate to face these challenges by myself, and it makes us aware that we need God, um, and that you know, hopefully, bring us closer to God. To yeah. Mm. A- as we face those challenges. Oh, that's that's a good one. Thanks for that. All right. Well, Kent, your 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 first off first off the bat. Yep. Okay. My first one is actually sort of obvious. I'm, I am Captain Obvious today. It's the front cover. Now, the the front cover for the last little while we've been a little bit wary at Signs of the Times uh, about putting um, well-known people on the front cover but we actually put Barnaby Joyce on the front cover this time um, he, he's quite an amusing photo he, he has his um, hands over his face um, so he's the you know the former Deputy Prime Minister of, of Australia and the the way that he became the former Deputy Prime Minister is, I guess, part of, of the article that um, that it goes into. But I just find that a, a really striking image to um, to start off with. So, yeah, that's that's definitely a, a highlight for me. Um, I'll stop talking there because I can see our, our time's getting towards the end. So give us your second highlight. So uh, my second highlight is about GI. There's an article, a health article in August about... A glycemic index. Glyc- glycemic index. A glycemic index, yeah. So we, we see this like, oh, this food is low GI. Like, what does that mean? Mm. It means it has a low glycemic index. So, yeah. So why, why did that grab you? Yeah, so um, high glycemic index foods such as white sugars, cakes, and soft drinks all, all make your blood sugar go higher and, you know, contribute towards diabetes. And I thought that was... Mm. Really interesting because just last week we were confronted with a campaign called 10,000 Toes mm. in which in various islands around the South Pacific, the, the people there have sort of been confronted with high GI food and that mm. is causing people to get more diabetes and mm. as a result, people are having to have amputations and things because... Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think one of the symptoms of diabetes is like poor circulation, particularly in the extremities and you have to be really careful if you... Obviously, people generally well, particularly in the villages, get around barefoot in the Pacific Islands. So it's quite easy to like injure your foot 
you know, while you're mm. running, running over sharp coral or rocks or whatever. And so you end up with a cut. You don't really notice it or look after it. It gets dirt in it. Boom. Mm. Next thing you know, you're infected and you've got gangrene. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So the, the, the 10,000 Toast campaign is essentially, and you can find them on Facebook as well. It's a very worthwhile cause. Mm-hmm. They're, this they're, is organized by ADRA, isn't it? The Adventist Development yes. and Relief Agency? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. So yeah. So you could, um, if you wanted to find out more, you could probably search ADRA and 10,000 Toes and you'd probably find it. Mm. So yeah. I think I think that was definitely one of the things that sort of went out and grabbed me. But um, Kent, how about your number two? Okay, my, my number two is related to my number one because the, the number one was the, the photo of, of Barnaby Joyce on the front cover. The number two, it comes from an article that is actually linked. It's the, the cover article. So it's called Public Fame, Private Shame and the Non-Existent Divide. Mark Hadley looks at the idea that um, our public life can be completely separate from our private life. Um, that basically, say, a politician or, or a public figure can say, hey, what, what I do in my private life is none of my business. Um, you should judge me on, on my public um, actions and or my, my policies if you're a politician, that sort of thing, which kind of makes sense. But but then he picks it apart. And the, the thing that really grabbed me, and this is my highlight, sorry, I've, I finally got to it, is he talks about um, not just contemporary people and movies and stuff. He talks a bit about that, but he goes right back into history and he talks about this French um, philosopher and political commentator called Jean-Jacques Rousseau, who's someone that you know we generally look up to and see as sort of one of the fathers of the Enlightenment and, and this sort of stuff. But what I didn't know about Jean-Jacques Rousseau that Mark Hadley tells us in this article is that he had five children and every single one of them, he sent them to basically go and live in foster care or go and live in, in a poorhouse. Um, mm. it, it wasn't that he was particularly poor or anything like that. He just didn't want kids. And I guess from a moral point of view, that's, you know, a, a little bit shocking that this sort of, you know, father of the Enlightenment could live a private life like that. And the question Mark Hadley asks is, look, if someone is living like that in private, surely it should cause us to question the statements they made publicly about morality and stuff like, you know, stuff like this. I mean, uh, Rousseau was really strong on personal responsibility and um, no one else being able to judge you for, you know, what you do or don't do. And that sort of, you know, we can resonate with that. Yeah, my life is my business. Like, stay out of, you know, my, my business. Um, that sort of sounds like it makes sense. But then when you look at his life and how he lived and how he treated his children, suddenly his sort of moral statements, public statements, kind of ring a bit hollow. Mm. So, yeah, that, I found that quite quite confronting, thought-provoking. That's a yep interesting article. Yeah, all right. So, n- number three for you, Daniel. So, Highlight number three from August Signs of the Times. Obviously, your, your article is the third one. <laughs> and and the, article's, the article name is Who Am I? Yep. And it's all about identity and finding our own identity, um, particularly mm-hmm. in a Christian sense. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you raised a good point about um, who we are as, as sinful beings. Mm. And one of, the, one of the quotes you included is, our impulses are often selfish to the point of self-destruction, not to mention the, the pain we inflict on others. And I think that, that sort of struck this idea in me that sin is a core part of our identity. Mm. We, are, we are identified, uh, particularly in, in the Bible, as being sinful beings. Mm. But, um, but we're also, ident- and that article also says that we're also made in the image of God. Mm. So we've got this incredible goodness and like divine imprint on us, but we also have this darkness within us that just keeps surging to the surface. And it's, yeah, finding that balance is hard, but sorry, I, I interrupted you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was just about to say exactly that, which is funny because that was actually written by you. So <laughs> good, good that you identified that. Yes, yes, we are sinful beings, but 
we can invite Christ in and that can become our, our new identity. Mm-hmm. Boy, yeah. And look, researching that article and, and writing it certainly, you know, took me on a a journey, you know, thinking things through. So yeah, it's, um, I, I enjoyed writing it and I, I hope that, um, our readers, you know, I- enjoy reading it. Okay. My third and final highlight is uh, one of the final articles. It's called A Very Important Park by Suvi Mahonen, who's, um, one of, I think probably our strongest writers in, in Signs of the Times. We really love her articles. And, uh, she tells this inspirational true story about an, a neighbor of hers, a guy called Rollo Myers, who several years ago, um, you know, beset with health difficulties, decided that uh, there was this vacant sort of block of land opposite his house. It belonged to the council, but it was completely neglected. This is on the, on the Gold Coast in Queensland. And um, basically his wife said, Hey, why don't you, um, like beautify that and he's like what what are you talking about it's council land she said so what Mm. (laughs) so he he got out there and and over the years uh, and with the help of the community and stuff he's turned this into a beautiful park and I guess I just like the whole guerrilla gardening sort of Mm. movement and and he's someone who's really like given so many years of commitment and it's actually quite a a touching story Um, I I won't reveal sort of the the punchlines and and the touching aspects to it but um, it is a really inspirational and and touching story there to finish off the August Signs of the Times magazine with so I definitely recommend that article to our readers Yeah, all all the articles I I, I can say are are quality reads Mm. definitely worth um, going through it and having a look at least Oh yeah, I I think so, I mean look some things will grab you know different readers more than others um, but hopefully you know there's something there for everyone all right. Well, look, our time is way gone, but thanks so much, Daniel, for um, being a part of Signs of the Times Radio today. I really appreciate you know your comments and, and your humour, and it's great to have you as a part of the team. Thanks for having me, Ken. Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Signs of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. This is an Adventist Media podcast.